slash and cast. Fiends to handle Whiskey presented by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Our show discusses horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. With me tonight, as always, are my co-hosts Holly and John. And guys, here we are uh, wrapping up some of our new movie releases uh, for you know Spooktober and November. And uh, honestly, like the movie we're going to talk about tonight, at least for recent releases outside of Terrifier Two. Uh, definitely one of the standouts. Tonight we're reviewing Sissy, uh, which is available to stream everywhere on Shudder, uh, which deals heavily with, like, the influ- influencer lifestyle. It deals pretty heavily with bullying. Uh, the way that they set that up in particular with, like, the childhood trauma is fantastic in this movie. But we'll get into it. Uh, but, you know... Here we are, back half of our dual recording, and, uh, you know, I'm really excited to talk about this movie in particular, just because, like, when I was done watching it, I, you know, it it reminded me of what I wanted out of Scream 4 in the best way possible, so to actually have that feeling, you know, be like, man, it was a ballsy move, the way that they went about this movie, and the way that it ended, and I was just floored that someone actually pulled it off. So I'm anxious to jump in here. Mm. Right. I've been raving about this movie for weeks. So we came up with the, the list of movies we were going to watch for the month. And uh, I, I just kind of went at them back to back. <laughs> and so I watched this movie, you know, about two weeks ago, I think that's when it came out, right? Right around that time. And uh, I, I fell in love with it just cause it was, it's, it is a really fantastic movie. Like the pacing is, really great the there's uh there's a quite a bit of like um you know uh what do you call it just like a sat- saturated colors all throughout the movie which mm-hmm. just making it very visibly appealing and um i actually had to shut it off about you know 15 20 minutes into the movie because the bullying parts were like triggered so much of like my own personal experience with bullying that I had a, like, they, they just did such a good job of really bringing out that anxiety and that sort of, um, the, the feeling of desperation that I had to shut that shit down. And then I was like, okay, it's okay. Okay. Let's, let's go at it again. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, like it's, uh, the kills were amazing. Um, I, I think this would be a movie that would benefit from us going, you know, scene to scene like we have in the past. And though previously, particularly with uh, the Argenta movie that we just did, we just kind of went at it <laughs> like savages. But this one, let's take it in courses, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I just wanted to put it out there that big fan of uh, the way that they um, directed the kills and the story in general, I thought was really smart. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing I, I love more than a, a nice, smart horror movie. What did you think, John? <laughs> yeah, definitely good for sure. Uh really good looking movie 
and well shot. And uh, no, I thought it was great, definitely. Uh, overall. Thumbs and, up. Totally. Uh, it, it is worth noting that uh, this was an Aussie uh, production, mm -hmm. which I didn't know going in. So, like, when they started dropping some, like, Aussie lingo, I was like, wait a minute. There's the kangaroo, <laughs> kangaroo roadkill. That was yeah. insane. <laughs> the, yeah, no, definitely. At first, I wasn't sure if, if it was New Zealand or Australia. Mm -hmm. or what, and then when the kangaroos came out, you're like, I got this. <laughs> And then there was a, a point in the movie where I actually forgot it was Australian. And I was like, what city is this taking place in? Because when the cops showed up, uh, I was like, wait, what city is this? Their uniforms look weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It's Australian. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you want to set the scene, T, with the movie. Yeah, so um, a lot of the movie centers around uh, Cecilia, who is... Uh, influencer who has, you know, 200,000 followers. And, uh, you know, one day at the store, she basically bumps into her childhood best friend, uh, who she hasn't really spoken to in uh, quite some time, from what we learn. And, uh, you know, her childhood best friend is getting hitched, uh, you know, and, you know, they're kind of like, Setting up, okay, we, oh, we're going to have a karaoke night, you know, you should come out, get out of the house, you know, have a couple of drinks, come party with us, and then a lot of the movie is all centered at, like, the bachelorette party or the, the hen party for the Aussie terminology, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the girls' weekends, uh, which is taking place at one of uh, the friend's mansions it's a beautiful house mm. and uh what we don't know is that you know there's a lot of like the bullying aspect comes into play here you know there's uh a bit of a, a not necessarily a rivalry but there was an incident between cecilia and the owner of this house uh which is fantastic <laughs> when we actually see it play out and, uh, you know, the the two do not really like one another because of this incident that happened when they were younger. So, you know, as you would come to expect, you know, when they do get to the house, uh, you know, the owner, like, pulls the the bride away, being like, what, what the F is she doing here? You know, you know what she did? This chick's a psychopath. But we'll learn more about that incident later. But a lot of it, you know, you know, you're you're setting up how you know Cecilia like likes to, uh, you know, she has her breathing techniques. She tries to, you know, tell people their their self worth, really hype them up. She's like a wellness and uh, wellness influencer about like self love <laughs> and and uh, mantras and and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not to say that she doesn't shill products, because she does. You know, she has her her, her, her Elon mask, <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, but, you know, there's the conversation, like, at the dinner table, like, when they're talking about, like, the influencer lifestyle, and then, like, you have, like, someone who's, like, learning psychology, basically, and then they're, like, bantering back and forth about, like... She's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, like, I'm not necessarily, like, professionally trained, so, like, I always, I'm up front with people and things like that, and then, you know, you get the snide comments from 
uh, the owner of the home about that. Like, oh, imagine this, like a psychopath. This is one giving everyone like self-help advice, you know, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, that's basically setting the stage. But a lot of it just is, you know, there's this friction between the two. And Cecilia, it kind of feels like the seventh wheel in the story. <laughs> because, like, she was just kind of, like, attached on and invited uh, later compared to, like, everyone else. And like, really, she initially of, wasn't going to be invited. Right. And out of, like, a drunken, you know, because, uh, I mean, when she meets that childhood friend, they're in a in a convenience store, in a pharmacy. Yeah. And I think the friend is already, is she already tipsy? Because it is the night of her, like, uh, in-city party. Like, where they're, they're in the city, and they're, and they're doing karaoke, and it's, it's a celebration, but it's not the official bachelorette girls away party. And so, uh, I don't know if she was already a little tipsy there. No, it was that, uh, they ran into each other at the place, but mm-hmm. then, and then she invited her out that night to the, the then, to the bar, and then invited her to the wedding at the bar when they were drunk. Right. So at, while they were at the bar, while they're still in the city, they have they they they, they have a great night doing karaoke and hanging out, and in a, in a drunken state, her friend, childhood friend, invites her to this weekend away. You know, which is her hand party, which and, and by that I mean that uh, the. Um, that if she had been sober, she would have not like been likely to invite her to that house. Is what I'm trying to get at. Although I don't know, maybe though, yeah. just because when they initially meet, uh, you know, um, Sissy tries to sneak out of the thing without being seen, and mm-hmm. then uh, she sees her and, and invites her, and that girl specifically who uh, initially she meets with, who's like her friend, seems like genuinely wants to like hang out with her and and true and and she's like oh no it's cool like I, let's totally hang out and then uh that's the thing if she does that thing where she like invites sissy to the wedding thing it's cecilia john i know definitely to the wedding thing like not thinking about thinking through about the other yeah. girl who's going to freak out. I guess the reason I bring it up is because the incident that we keep talking about is kind of a big deal and it keeps getting played mm-hmm. down until you actually see it played out in the movie way at the end. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the, I think this movie had so many genius moments and one of them was, or um, continuous moments. Uh, one of them was the, the slow reveal of Cecilia's character, mm-hmm. you know, cause when you first meet her, like she's beautiful, she's bubbly, she's, you know, she's so positive or at least she's trying to be right. I mean, she's struggling with some insecurities, but I mean, like you want to believe her, you want to be on her side and you know, very slowly the, the story starts, the script, the script starts to change. Right. So I don't know. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But it, I know it's it's like uh, this movie definitely is sort of like the nostalgia thing mm-hmm. where uh, you know they they just remember the good times. Yes, uh, at first uh, when they first meet, and it, it, that's kind of a real thing for sure. Where like if you run into or see someone mm-hmm. you've seen for a long time, you just 
like re- you tend to remember like the highlights, and then like as they hang out more, you're like, and oh yeah, want, then it's like the more <laughs> shitty parts of their yeah, it really should start to come up. I can't remember the the main the not the main character, but the main object of obsession friend was that Hannah? Was that her name? The the girl getting married. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was oh, if it's I Hannah. Can't remember, yeah. I, I mean, like, when you start seeing, like, you know, some of the flashbacks, like, she wasn't a great friend. Like, she let Cecilia get, like, bullied, like, and didn't do anything about it. And the whole thing with this new friend, whose name I have also forgotten, but the the, the, the woman who's uh, very anti-Cecilia is that um, she had money, right? And so she was able to buy her all these gifts, which kind of lured her away from this really intense and tight friendship that she had with Cecilia, mm-hmm. with Sissy. I'll just call her. It's faster. Yeah, Alex was the yeah. the owner of the house, mm-hmm. the one who held the grudge. Uh, Emma was the childhood Emma. best friend. Okay. So as they're going, uh, they they've had the party. They they hung out. Um, Cecilia is now invited to go to the hen party, and they all load up into this minivan to go to the country to have this party. So already, like you know, second bad idea. No way to get out. Mm-hmm. You're you're reliant on transportation on somebody else, and again creating that that great like you know perfect storm of a moment towards mm-hmm. the end, and then of course we have the uh, the kangaroo roadkill. <laughs> yeah. Those things are big. Yeah, you know it's it's so interesting because like even before that you know when they're at like the the store, you know she has like this run in with like the pregnant lady. And she, like, nearly runs into her, not once, but twice, before, like, she actually gets on the road to go to, you know, this cabin in in the woods, basically. (laughs) And then, like, you know, they're on the road, and then, like, she hits the kangaroo, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, first she's trying to, like, accidentally kill, you know, the mom-to-be, and then she's running over a kangaroo on the road. And then... I'm so glad, you know, that bit of, like, trying to do the humane thing, you know, because the kangaroo suffering actually comes comes into play, like, later on in the movie. In a very sadistic uh, so, way. You know, it, it does, yeah, you know, in a very inhumane way, <laughs> you know, in, in that case. The polar opposite of what happens with the kangaroo. Uh, but, yeah, just, like, the thing with the pregnant lady at the store just had me cracking up, because, you know, she just has that look on her... But, the pregnant lady has just that look in her face like, are you fucking serious? Like, again? Like, how many times are we going to do this? You know? Like, she's just trying to live her life and here comes Cecilia, you know, just like this sto- like this dark cloud, bumbling, like, hovering yeah, over her. bumbling through life where everything's a, a seemingly an accident. Yeah. And uh, when she almost hits the pregnant lady with her car, too, when mm-hmm. she's leaving, it's, it, like, they said that she isn't she like that's the thing is she's not necessarily that great of a person herself like in terms of like like i rooted for her mm-hmm. and everything in throughout the movie but in the very beginning when they establish her in the and they're showing her being an influencer and she's doing mm-hmm. her making her video and then uh they have the shots that they repeat throughout the movie where she checks all the likes and the hearts and then they show like her uh, her pupil dilate yeah and, uh, which mm-hmm. she's getting she wants to be perceived as being mm-hmm. these things yeah that's more important and she's giving really... you know, it's a dopamine hit yeah. every time you get a like and she's uh 
you know, giving like kind of really surfacey kind of advice where it's like, oh, you know, it's like the uh, that old not to reference Saturday Night Live of all things, uh, but um, you know, the, some good enough, I'm smart enough, yeah, the, people like me from the good old days of Saturday Night Live. What was his name? Stuart Smalley. Yeah, Affirma- daily yeah, affirmations. affirmations. Damn it, you're you're good enough, you're smart enough, and people like you. Uh, and that she's kind of doing that style and, and you know, at selling the Elon mask and her rope. And, and they kind the of establish <laughs> that like twenty dollars. Totally. That she's not necessarily like the greatest person. Right. And then when you see her interact like with the pregnant lady and stuff, she's so focused on like her thing that she almost right. you know, she bumps into her well, they're definitely, like, red flags. I feel like they're red flags that they're easy to, like, ignore when you... Because, I mean, like, she she's giving the appearance, even to herself, of, uh, of being a good person. And so... Uh, and then when you see the bullying part, because you only see it from her angle at first, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you know, you're squarely... Or at least I was squarely on her side. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you see the vanity, and you're like, well, I'm vain too, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you, you see like the interaction with the pregnant woman, which again, she's like, yeah, she's, she's being, um, she's not being evil. She's being Mm self-centered. Right. And you're like, well, you know, people, I can do that too. So I was, I, I initially identified with her way too much. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so, and so I could, I kept forgiving all these little things because they either seem like, uh, magnified, uh, 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 things that that either that regular that average person is you know the the, the average negative personality traits of people and um and so you're you're able to sort of say like yeah but it's it's okay like she's just average and then mm-hmm. as the movie continues like all of these accidents all of these average mm-hmm. traits just become all of a sudden it clicks and you're like oh wait it's not an accident they're mm-hmm. not regular traits She's a psychopath. Yeah. It's really smart, too, because, like, this character, like, really early on, you know, regardless of, like, how vain she might be, like, she is really relatable, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are going to feel that way when they watch this movie, because I'm sure all of us have been in that situation, like, where we get invited to to something that we don't necessarily want to go to, and we feel like, you know, we're just kind of, like, strung along. And, you know, there there is that scene where, you know, she's hiding in the bathroom, you know, kind of, like, in the fetal position, you know, just trying to, like, tell, like, trying to, like, keep her cool, mm-hmm. uh, even though she's definitely not, but, you know, she's just trying to, you know, center herself, and, her you know, regain her composure, <laughs> breaks on her robe, and I'm like, who has it yeah. in there? Like, come on. <laughs> Like, she's going to be in there for, like, 20, 30 minutes, probably, doing her own thing. And, you know, her friend eventually does come to check on her, you know, as a a friend should do in this case. But, you know, like, so much of it at at that time is, like, her, like, trying to find her voice. But, like, everyone else is, like, so in their element. They're, like, watching their fucking Bachelorette uh, Mm -hmm. TV series or whatever it was, uh, you know, on TV. And, like... She's trying to get everyone's attention. No one's listening. Everyone's just in their own little world. Much like she would be, right. you know, if she was on her phone or whatever. But, you know, it's just everything about her character in, like, the first half of the movie, everyone can see a little bit of right. themselves in her. And, and, and it really 
plays into the movie really well because like you do start to cheer for her but then you get the slow unravel like alan was saying where you know you start to see more of the layers behind the vanity and then we learn more about like this incident from when they were a kid and uh you know there there are definitely elements that are very heartwarming because like they do kind of do like the time capsule thing with like her best friend that comes into play and you know it's a very like heartwarming uh type thing where uh you know like they they show like the recordings that they did and like it played into like the karaoke night even where they did like the t it was like a tv theme or whatever uh which i thought was pretty cool so like even after all these years you know they still had that sort of connection and they still remembered it or like their whole practice routine that they had when they were kids it was actually in that moment where she brought out the uh, the time capsule right and uh and everybody was watching that that uh, bachelorette show that I, I started she started losing me a little bit where it was it felt like uh she was it felt like very uh, it, it was like the first hint that she wasn't that she didn't quite read social cues very well that uh you know here they are at a very relaxing they're supposed to have a relaxing moment she already has tension with alex and um, she decides to sort of um take everyone's attention because she wants everybody to see this time capsule you know she and even though people aren't really listening to her like she wasn't reading the room at all so basically her imposing her will on the room and even though it was very very subtle i remember like thinking like oh don't do it, sissy, because I also, part of me was kind of rooting for her to, like, blend and become part of the group rather than, like, continue to be the odd, the odd man out. And so, and so I took it as that, like, oh, like, she's, she's, uh, you know, ostracizing herself by doing, by behaving this way. And uh, the movie was really smart, of course, in not revealing the incident that happened. Because at that point, you see so much of the bullying in the flashbacks that you were thinking, like, well, whatever it was, Alex had it coming. <laughs> and then when you actually see her, like, Alex did not have that coming. Shit. <laughs> but, you know, that was, uh, that was the first moment when you, yeah, everybody's settling in. And um, it was, let's see, at that point, they go to sleep. And then it's in the morning where she, well, she has a, a very telling dream about her hurting Alex's face. Which, again, I didn't really take to mean much other than being like, oh, that's a creepy dream. Kind of cool. And then after that is where they, uh, they leave her sleeping on the couch while they go out to the creek to hang out. And she's able to sort of eavesdrop on them as they're, as basically it becomes very clear that even though there's three people there that don't know her, they're signing with Alex and have decided not to, have decided to cancel uh, Cecilia, basically. So that's, you know, the, the breaking point for sure for her. I, I was like, I was just thinking, uh, once they got to the vacation house mm -hmm. thing, and uh, it was immediately weird and awkward for her and everything, I was just like, she should just leave. Like, you can get yeah. an Uber or a Lyft. And it might be kind of expensive, but it's so worth it at that point. Yeah, hundred bucks, fuck it. Totally, and especially uh, once they had spent the night, and she woke up in the morning, and they had the note where they were down at the creek, and, yeah. and she was there. That's like the perfect opportunity to just be like, later, call, get the Uber, and I'm out of here. Like, fuck but this. she was that. That was. I mean, I had the same thought too. But at this point. Um, See, that's the thing. Like, we all, these are all things that we wish she, she would have done 
and that any sane person would have done. But uh, even at that point, like if you really think about it, she was already obsessed with Emma enough to where she wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And she was playing out the same, you know, sort of uh, cycles that she'd already played out in, yeah, in, in her kid. as a kid. But yeah, to your point, I was like, fuck it. I had that same idea too. I'm like, let's just, you know what? Take the fucking van. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? tell, them, tell them you're going to drop it off in town and they can go pick it up where you can get an Uber or something. Yeah, no, because we, like you were saying, we've all been kind of in that situation where, like, somebody invites you to something that you're like, oh, somebody okay. drove you there too, by the yeah. way, and you're so you're stuck. But like, <laughs> where you're just like, oh, okay, this is not good, and then you have to do the Irish goodbye at that point. Yeah, where you basically uh, just fade out the background and like peace out without saying anything to anyone. Uh, because it's just like, yeah, no, where, but he, she didn't do that, of course. Right. But then at, that would have been the, the mm -hmm. that was the last moment she had to sort of exit the situation mm -hmm. in a, in a peaceful manner, because ultimately once she reached the Creek, mm -hmm. that's when everybody's fate was sealed. Like again, they, the movie plays it out where things seem very accidental, even for the next 15, 20 minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but if if you backtrack the fact that nothing was accident, or if you go with the, the idea that nothing was an accident, you can roll back the tape and see the fact that once she heard everybody bad-mouthing her, everybody was fucking going down. So, <laughs> except for Emma, which, you know, we'll talk about that a little later. Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, anybody <laughs> So we can talk about the creek then? Yeah, so, of course, everyone's assholes. That's the other thing. It's just like, ugh. It's, like, I, uh, it's super frustrating watching, you know, because yeah. it's just like... The bullying continues, just, yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, if any, it's like anyone watching this, if you're in that situation, just leave. Just leave. <laughs> like, Use your credit cards and anything, or just walk. <laughs> one of the things that's interesting and like kind of frustrating <laughs> in a good way about this moving movie was uh, it also is that thing where like people feel obligated to stay because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, someone invited me here and it's this person's wedding, so I'm sort of obligated to stay. And... Uh, and sort of put up with all this shit mm -hmm. because I don't want to be rude and leave or whatever. But <laughs> the way that the other characters act towards her, like at the Creek and, yeah. and the night before, uh, and this is like, I'm not even, I'm almost not even talking about the movie. This is advice. <laughs> Just for, general this is life, life advice. advice for people. <laughs> Once like that's, and keep in mind, he's not exactly. He's not a professional, I'm not a professional, you know, like for just the influencer. But once, once people break that social contract where yeah. people are like just blatantly a dick to yeah. you or whatever, and you just like go, okay, like I'm out, like later. And if it's and if they take it as rude or whatever, it does not matter because it, the thing too is in this situation is that. These are people she hasn't seen for ages, and she's just been, two of them, and one of them downright hates her. And yeah. the other ones are complete strangers. Yeah, and she's just been living her life and is successful as like a um, influencer and everything. So there is no like offending them anymore at that point. It's yeah. just like these are people I haven't seen for ages. I'm never going to see them again after this event. So I'm just going to bail, and if they don't like it, who fucking cares? I would have taken their fucking van. <laughs> totally. 
Drove into town, <laughs> left him a note. Come get your fucking van. I mean, she she did have the keys. Like she was the one mm-hmm. driving them out there in the first place. Um, but yeah, like get getting back to like the the whole like dinner at the table. You know, there was also the conversation of you know when she brings up what she does. And, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm all about, like, self-help, I'm an influencer, and then, like, someone, like, brings up, well, do you get paid for that? Like, how much money do you make? And then, like, they talk about, like, all the products that she's been promoted and things like that, and, of course, you know, she's getting paid for that. But, like, there, there there's just that back and forth and a lot of tension yeah. already brewing between, like, It'll people do. that she doesn't know and her. Mm-hmm. So by the time she gets to the creek, see, see, if I'm in that situation and I get to the creek, you know, yeah, you stand there for like a, a a minute or whatever. You you know, you eavesdrop. You hear them talking shit. And if I'm in that situation, I'm just be like, you know what, guys, stop talking shit about me. I'm here. You know, announce your arrival, and then you know, it's it's silent at that point. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. they definitely heard heard what we were saying. You know. Sure, it might not, like, de-escalate the situation completely, but, you know, at least it's just like, hey, like, I know what's up. Like, yeah, stop exactly. talking shit. But she was trying to be too nice. <laughs> and the guy, I the guy was super annoying. He was so he was fucking like, annoying. Uh, when he was saying, yeah. oh, but what happens, though, when, like, you could cause a lot of real problems, like, giving advice and okay. you can, you're not a real yeah. like it could be a real issue which is just sir like, it's the whole of fucking internet i know exactly <laughs> which was such <laughs> obvious fake concern mm-hmm. because exactly. uh and also because her advice is so surfacey just like yeah it's that kind of stuff so like and, this is your safe space mm-hmm. come on it's like it's so yeah surface stuff that whatever a million people do that that's yeah. what yeah it's, they were just like so blatantly people will do that when you're following somebody for their smoothie recipes you know mm-hmm. <laughs> But they did do the whole, and we are seeing more and more in movies, uh, social media and influencers, and right. that whole culture being up mm-hmm. at the forefront of of movies. Which is, I really appreciate. I mean, for part of the movie, I remember, uh, I think it was early on, I was I was on my phone, and um, and I was on Instagram, <laughs> as she was, like, sort of, like, you know, doing, like, you know, you know, I, certain parts of the movie and I was like, yeah, this is weird and meta. Like, cause you know, to think that, you know, absolutely everything you're looking at is, is a facade and I don't know. I got real deep. Let's just put it that way. But, um, right. So at the Creek, I mean, and then, and then, and then everybody went on their own and that was the last of them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much yeah, where everything mm-hmm. goes. Crazy oh yeah. That that everything, point. it picks up real quick after that. I mean, that's the other thing about this movie that was so great. Uh, there was, there's a couple of uh, exits before your destination. And if you didn't get off of that last exit, which was waking up to a note, <laughs> that's where everything goes to hell. Like, you know, mm. that's where everybody starts dying. So we get our very first kill of her confrontation with Alex, which is a straight up confrontation. So they're fighting over her phone. Alex is trying to uh, post to her, you know, her account, like, you know, um, you know, uh, conf- Oh yeah, she tried to post that video. Yeah, about like talking shit about her and and mm-hmm. whatnot, and you know that's her livelihood and that's her 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 entire means of validation, not just like paying her rent. So, mm-hmm. well, we we should say like you know obviously because we're spoil doing spoilers, uh, alleged kill. <laughs> You know, because <laughs> uh, right. she doesn't really finish the job. You know, because it does. She does come back. Uh, 
but yeah, like I, I really appreciated the fact that, you know, after like Alex is like, Hey, why don't you tell everyone what you did? You know, you're yeah. not what you appear to be. Like tell all your followers what happened, you know, trying to get the truth out there. So everyone sees like, Hey, you're actually a shady bitch in this case uh, for what you did to me when we were kids. Uh, and you know, the back and forth there was, was, was pretty good. Um, but yeah, as soon as like everyone like breaks off, though, you're like, oh great, everyone split up. Makes you easier to pick off one by one. But I will say this: this movie has one of those kills, and I looked at, and I was like, how the hell would this actually happen in real life? And it was the oh yeah, the scalping of the kill. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But you know, after. After the fight with uh, w- with Alex, you know, you know, Sissy thinks that you know she's she's done the deed. Alex is taken care of. You know, we're gonna hide the Very body badly. and everything. <laughs> Very poorly, uh, you know, it's like a fresh grave site, really. And you know, Jamie, <laughs> yeah, and and, and Jamie kind of just you know strolls along high as a kite. <laughs> you know, starts to literally piss on her <laughs> grave. <laughs> you know, and you know, Sissy's just like around the corner, like behind a tree. And then, you know, like he, he feels like someone is out there, which, you know, she is. And he's just like, Were you like spying on me? Like as I'm peeing? And she's like, huh, No. <laughs> like it's such a weird way. <laughs> Just like, oh, well, what are you doing out here? And then, like, more of the, like, grave starts to get uncovered. And I'm just like, oh, man. Well, good thing he's high as shit. Like, he's not actually, probably not even going to see the body. And then, sure enough, it does happen. And he freaks the fuck out. And then, it falls takes, off the cliff. And then uh, falls off the fucking cliff. After, <laughs> I mean, like, they have that cool, um, uh, they have that great moment on the cliff edge. Where she's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt but- <laughs> and she just goes, and uh, and again, like something that she's telling herself was an accident, but you're like, wait a minute, I, but but you pushed him though, <laughs> but you pushed. <laughs> yeah, he did. It also reminded me of that Simpsons episode where Homer falls off the cliff and <laughs> no. like, hits everything on the way down, where mm-hmm. the, the guy was basically mm-hmm. just bouncing off every rock as he went down the cliff. But even at this point, we haven't seen the the more gruesome kills. At this point, um, I they they've been holding back still, even though at this point we we think we have two. Uh, well, the wheelie, as you were saying, too, we only have the one. But again, this one uh, not gruesome, just falling off the cliff. You know, uh, definitely dead though. And um, so the by the I remember thinking like, oh well, that wasn't like that's is that it. <laughs> But then they really, uh, they really, you know, mm-hmm. they really, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they really delivered <laughs> on some gruesome kills later on. So that was fun. So, you know, she kills Jamie. And so she goes back to the house. Mm-hmm. And at this point, am I missing anything there that she makes it all the way back or no? Yes. Okay. When, when does she go after Emma's um, girlfriend or fiance? That was after she deals with gotcha. uh, Fran right. in the bathroom. So she's in the bathroom. She's pretty dirty after killing Jamie mm-hmm. and Alex. And uh, decides to go take a bath. <laughs> oh, wait. She runs the bath, though. She doesn't actually get in, or I can't remember. 
She yeah, she runs it. Got water in I'm it. pretty sure. All right, and so in comes the other friend, and um, notices that she's bloody, right? Mm-hmm. And starts asking some questions. Mm-hmm. Starts getting freaked out. Tries to run. Uh, Cecilia goes after her, throws her in the bathtub, and her hair gets caught in the um, in the drain stopper. Mm-hmm. And the water is high enough to the point where it's uh, drowning her a bit. And then I think what happens is that her hair is so stuck that she ends up scalping herself in trying to get away from yep. from the water. But she's unsuccessful ultimately mm-hmm. and drowns and is also scalped. Yeah, that one. That's the weirdest part. That's the weirdest kill. Yeah, she basically just falls backwards into the bathtub, and then she isn't really even submerged at that point. Yeah, she's like in and out, in and out, but she's in a frenzy. She's Mm -hmm. which I can sort of understand, you know, if you're just freaking out. But yeah, I guess her hair got stuck, and then she pulled it hard enough to scalp herself. Maybe cut my hair. Yeah, like that. That's the thing that confused me, because like in this scene, like it's not actually draining the bathtub. So then I'm like, well, then how did her hair get sucked? Did it just like, know, wrap around it? Because that was the only thing that would make sense in that situation. But the likelihood of something like that actually happening has to be like so minuscule that, when, like, when I think about it, I was like, it it just doesn't yeah, make any that one sense. Was definitely the one where I was like, wait, what's happening? Why is she? I thought for sure what was going to happen was that yeah, when and- she fell in the tub, that Sissy was going to like jump on top of her mm-hmm. and then yeah, hold her under yeah. the water, which would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. But she didn't do right. that. She ended up just sort of. Killing herself a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. But just just a combination of, you know, one getting your hair stuck to begin with, and then having enough force yeah, trying to tug pole. yourself free to scalp yeah. yourself on top of that. It's just like you know, you're just piling things on that it just it it, it was just a moment that I'm yeah, gonna have to suspend all belief like <laughs> like Although, reality. <laughs> cute little scene in between all these killings where it's uh they they pan back to like emma's fiance and she's just taking a nap where they were having a picnic just totally fine mm-hmm. <laughs> just sleeping sleeping out in nature mm-hmm. <laughs> but she probably got it the mm-hmm. worst no emma got it the worst yeah what happens to the, to the so girlfriend? at some point uh cecilia ends up leaving taking the car right and so she leaves, takes the car, and uh, finds um, Tracy uh, walking alongside Tracy. the road because she got like she she was trying to make her way back from mm-hmm. from the picnic area and got lost or something. And so picks her up. Uh, Cecilia's driving and she's wearing a seatbelt and she's freaking out and driving really really fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're having a conversation where you know uh, you know. Tracy's suspicions about well, we're so and so and we're so and so. Why are you doing this? And so Cecilia gets so frazzled, she just keeps driving faster and faster and faster, and then uh, hits the brakes so that Tracy flies through the windshield. Right. right. And then, in order to do the kind thing, because she's mangled on the floor <laughs> or on the street, she runs her over, <laughs> and then we get the most gruesome, one of the most gruesome kills in, of the movie, where. It's her face being flattened by the wheel. Mm-hmm. And what I, uh, I think I mentioned mm-hmm. this before or weeks before, weeks ago, was that they, they did this thing, which is such a, like such fanfare, where they give you an extra split second 
to see the actual like uh brutality basically uh, and you're like, like whoa you're like, that was grotesque yeah <laughs> you have half a second to be like nope yeah i totally got that yeah. that was an eyeball <laughs> yeah normally normally something like that wouldn't be shown yeah. like on screen too so to have it actually like linger in was a unpleasant surprise for, fans out there. For, for some um but yeah like like they're in like the whole like oh she's like speeding up and she's like really tense as she's like driving <clears throat> they were going like 100 miles per hour when she like slammed on the brakes and my first thought when this happened obviously like there was already uh you know the windshield wasn't entirely there That's to right. begin with because of when they ran over the the kangaroo earlier in the movie and then my second thought was like Tracy probably would have got thrown farther mm-hmm. than what she did in this movie if they were going that fast. Just knowing that there wasn't as much in the way in regards to, like, the windshield. Uh, so she should have got thrown a little bit Details. further. But, you know, I was expecting just more... I was expecting, like, more damage on her before she actually gets crushed by the car. You know, just knowing that she was thrown out. At that sort of speed, but uh, you know, minor nitpick. But like the lingering shot of like just seeing like the, the smush, the smush <laughs> with the yeah. car tire was fantastic. And so they and they do that a couple more times in the movie where they they let you they let you see basically. So that was, mm-hmm. so at this point, she takes the van, goes back to the house, mm-hmm. and at this point is face to face with Emma. Who's asking a lot of questions? Right. Yeah. And now, does Emma see? Because we get to see that uh, that Cecilia has stuffed Franny, Franny's body under the bed, mm-hmm. and put a bunch of towels down there to to soak up the blood in the in the bath water. <laughs> so sloppy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and Emma confronts her in the in the bedroom. And is like, you know, I think asking where Tracy's at mm-hmm. and uh, tries to, you know, talks about calling the cops. Yeah, she does, right? Yeah, yeah. And then. For, like, here's my thing. In this situation, why would you hide the body? A couple of minutes before you know, it, it, it would have been, it, well, like. If if you had drowned in the bathtub, regardless of like the scalping part of this, you know that that is a believable cause of death, <laughs> you know. But to just like hide the body and like stuff. But you gotta think about bed. the whole picture. She's gonna be like, "Well, where's Alex? Where was Jamie? <laughs> oh, and this was an accident." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that. Tell me where Tracy is. And I'm trying to remember like the the actual words or the confrontation between Emma and Cecilia were. Uh, essentially, they get into a pretty, uh, a pretty good fist fight, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Emma ends up losing and ends up waking up to uh, full on, full on psycho mode, taped or tied to a chair. She's watching the videos from her childhood. She's got duct tape on her mouth with like a smiley face on it, right? <laughs> Which is such a nice. Touch. Yeah, with the lipstick. That's, yeah, that just screams. I'm not stable. <laughs> and, uh, it was great when Sissy had the mask on too. Mm-hmm. The that looked like the kind of crazy serial killer mask, <laughs> but it was like a uh, you know a facial mm-hmm. mask with the glitter. <laughs> <laughs> the glitter. 
That was a big part in the beginning when she was mm-hmm. at the club with the with them and the girl put the glitter eye makeup on her. Yeah. That was a kind of like taking her back to the old days. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and there's also just like seeing the star in your eyes, basically, which does come into... Right. I mean, it also ties into like the dopamine but- hits with social media, uh, too. But I, I love the fact that, like, as, you know, Emma's, like, tied to this chair, you know, like, Sissy's, like, giving her a makeover, like, dyeing her hair pink, much mm-hmm. like it was, like, in the childhood video when they were doing, like, the one song. Uh, I thought that was a really nice touch on top of, you know, obviously, you know, just drawing the smiley face on But the, it's, it's on such the a really <laughs> fun idea for a serial killer, right? I mean, you were, I hadn't actually made the connection, but you kept bringing up how she pushes those uh, facial masks, which I have a ton of. <laughs> And like that's like her that's her her um that's her Michael Myers mask. Yeah, totally. That's her Jason. that's her Jason mask, except mm-hmm. it's a facial mask. Because so, <laughs> everything about her is just, you know, pink and bubbly and girly. Yeah, she's like <laughs> totally she's like the that style killer, but the like social media influencer. Well and well everything about her is just cutesy, like she's like the Hello Kitty killer, you know. Mm-hmm. Her. Totally. Like she's she's mousy mm-hmm. and she's uh, and she doesn't want to take up too much space and but <laughs> but she's gonna kill you all the mm-hmm. same. And she definitely gets psych- more openly psycho during that part too, which is good. Instead of just being kind of acting mm-hmm. like yeah. she doesn't know what's going on, mm-hmm. and being all innocent. <clears throat> but uh, no, definitely. Um, I, this movie makes made me think of uh, Patton Oswald, mm-hmm. where uh, I was watching a show that he was on, and he talks about how when he was a kid, he was bullied, mm-hmm. and then he realized, like, he didn't know at the time, but he realized as an adult that... Yeah, he was bullied as a kid, but that he was also bullying people at the same time. And he didn't, when he used to kind of think of his childhood, he thought of it like, uh, like he was bullied. Right, he was a victim. and But then yeah. realized, oh, actually, <laughs> like, yeah. I was bullied, but I was also totally bullying other people. And this movie kind of, I think, it, a lot of what this movie's about is that kind of idea where you have these like memories and ideas of your childhood and how you remember things, but like, it's not the full picture of what was really going on. Well, you know, and more into build on that. Like it's uh, not only do you have these ideas that are not, or memories that are not fully correct or fully accurate, but that's on purpose. Like that's how you live with yourself. Mm -hmm. That's how you manage to, to sort of uh, reconcile Mm -hmm. your, your behavior and your and your actions with what you think a good person is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, this movie was like uh, they had so many like uh, human relatable like I don't know shortcomings that that was that that was the best mm-hmm. I, one of the best parts for me was just being able to like put myself in those shoes and I was like wow if I was a serial killer I guess I'd look like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool too because it's more realistic. It's more honest Mm -hmm. like a movie compared to a movie Mm -hmm. uh like carrie which is obviously a great movie Mm -hmm. but in a movie like carrie she is straight up the victim like nothing she does is 
at least you know until the end until the very end <laughs> but then but then the thing is is you relate to her a lot more and you're like oh i support what she's doing in the end of that movie because she's so completely bullied by everyone including yeah and abused by her mother that when she does it go crazy at the end you're like yeah yeah (laughs) and uh and she's pretty much blameless in the whole situation even though she does kill a bunch of people but this movie is much more honest yeah we're not sissy (laughs) yeah we're you do root for her and you feel you're on her side, but mm-hmm. you also, they make it clear that she's not this blameless, yeah. perfect person who was just bullied. It's just a, a very thorough lie she tells to everybody, including herself. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have the big reveal of the incident, which is that um, in one particularly nasty, you know, bullying incident with Alex and some creepy looking twins. Uh, <laughs> she ends up uh, taking a, uh, a gardening spade, right, to uh, the side of Alex's face, right, giving yeah. her, yeah. like, a, a very deep, like, l- buried in her face. <laughs> yeah, and, like, leaving a huge scar on Alex's face. And, and the, the entire time, then, you, you have to think back to the, the number of times that Emma kept saying, but you were just a child. You didn't know what you were doing. It wasn't your fault. And you're like, that was... That's kind of a big deal. <laughs> I know. They should have landed her mm-hmm. in an institution. When I don't know if you guys noticed, it was pretty subtle, but uh, they showed you also in before all that that she had that big scar on mm-hmm. the side of her face. Yeah, but it, it was kind of on cover. They had like the makeup over it. And she was very stylish of, already, so mm-hmm. she had like cool hair, cool makeup, cool clothes, and mm-hmm. her scar actually looked kind of cool and whatnot. But. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it, you know, she she'd had it for so long. She, you know, she worked with it. She lived with it. But uh, but yeah, it was a pretty sizable scar. Mm-hmm. And then the, in the dream, uh, she got hit by the car. She hit her with the car, which like her face was all messed up. Yeah. Which yeah, I was thinking at first, you know, oh, did she like hit her? With, do something like that? Like hit her with the car on accident? Where that's the dream of what happened? Kind of. But then, uh, but no, it was. Uh, yeah, it was the trowel. <laughs> oh, oh, it was so big, too. Uh, <laughs> oh, and of course, it gets like wedged in there. Yeah, too, on top of it. <laughs> so you know, you got the visual of it just sticking out and the blood slowly pouring down. Fantastic. Um, but like one other thing I wanted to bring up too is like this movie is like a, a really good companion piece. Yes, something absolutely. Like the stylist. You know that. It's very similar setup because, uh, like, you know, we we reviewed the stylist a while ago, um, which is kind of similar in the sense that you know you have someone who gets invited to, well, in this case, a wedding, uh, and you know she does go to like the bachelorette party, and you know she's not really getting along with the other girls, and all the other girls are like talking shit about her, being like, man, she's like fucking weird, you know, and it's also stealthy, true, like a lot of uh, the stylist on top of that too, which also ties into the one kill. Oh, yeah, more. More so, more so like a nod to to a maniac, uh, in this case. But you know, like there there are definitely like elements of both characters that like you can relate to in like these social uh situations that they're put in. Put in. But at the end of it, you're just like, oh, man, it like, so this funny. shit is getting out really of that house control. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, you know, like you know, like really early on, like as soon as I saw that sculpture, like on the screen, I was like. Someone's head's gonna get fucking bashed in by this scene, and of course, 
you know, Sissy does use it against Alex in that in the in the struggle uh, early on. And then when Alex like resurfaces, like you see like the amount of damage that that blow did. Yeah, like sure, it didn't kill her, but like her one eye's like she's mostly blind. Red. Yeah, she's she's practically mostly blind in this situation. So when Alex hits the scene and like Emma is fighting with Sissy, she has no idea what's like really going on. Like there's a struggle happening. She's and, assuming you know, that the wind- she's. Yeah. Yeah, she's a, she's a walker basically, and she's like beating someone with it, and doesn't yeah. realize yeah. who she's actually. Hitting well, she makes the assumption that uh, Sissy is the aggressor, that she's the one that's going to be on top when they're fighting, because they her, uh, Emma breaks free of mm-hmm. her restraints and has a, a big fight with, with Cecilia, and is actually winning at some point. So uh, at one point, they're on the on the dining room table, and Emma's on top of Cecilia, and she's winning. Alex comes in not knowing exactly the situation and just makes the the the, the assumption that that it's Cecilia on top and starts beating the ever loving mm-hmm. shit out of her, and that was also an impressive moment where they show you the gore where destroys Emma's face, pummels mm-hmm. it to like a pulp, and that was like jarring. <laughs> filming it, so oh yeah, Cecilia <laughs> starts filming this shit, yeah. Yeah. And then the cops finally show up. Yeah. And they shoot. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the other thing too. Like there's like that scene where uh Alex is like trying to call the cops. And like you you hear her like struggling to like mm-hmm. muster up the strength to like say anything. And like the one guy cop is like kind of like playing off like it's like another like prank caller or whatever, and he's like not thinking much of it at the time, and then it's, like, prolonging the call long enough to, like, get a lock on the location before the phone actually dies, and then they do eventually get the scene. But, like, he's just assuming, like, oh, you know, it's just another one of these callers again, like, not making anything of it. When someone is actually in danger in this situation, someone's like, man, like, the cops in both of the movies that we talked about tonight were just, like, (laughs) complete fucking morons. Wait, uh... Wait, yeah, what happened with the cops showing For some reason, I so can't So, Alex kills Emma by pummeling her. Yeah. And Cecilia's filming the whole thing, because mm-hmm. at this point, she's kind of gotten... Oh, her. yeah, the one cop shoots the... It shoots, shoots Alex the, in the, in in the, the head, head, yeah. And then Cecilia is able to spin the whole thing about Alex yeah. being the psychopath that killed everyone. And then, you know, becomes even more famous on her platform and starts selling ropes that you put around yeah. yourself as your safe zone yeah. that cost $20 for, for fucking rope. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. and it's also, yeah, the dumbass cop who, uh, when the one girl calls mm-hmm. and is trying to get the police, he's just like, what? What, what are you doing? Yeah. And then when the other cop starts paying attention to him, he starts pretending like he's paying attention. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, what? Okay, yeah. I missed that. That's hilarious. But when nobody was paying attention, he was just kind of like, I don't care, whatever. And then, yeah, he just shows up and shoots that one girl, and he's kind of like, I don't know what's going on. I just, like, shot the first person. In his defense, you know, the scene kind of made it look like it was the right thing to do. He just did see this woman killing Emma, and the whole story Mm kind of fits together magically. But uh, yeah, and then like you get to see um, you get to see Cecilia back on top, and you know again makes you rethink all the social media and like the reality behind it. And mm-hmm. It's so deep like that. And they had 
the only thing like that was uh, they had I thought that the reality show would sort of play more into the story. The reality the show? The, how they kept watching oh, right, the, right, the yeah. reality TV show of the people in the bikinis. Mm -hmm. like, like a bachelor type of show. I mean, I guess it does kind of play into the movie with the whole kind of fake uh, online reality. Yeah, or like we're always watching fake reality. But there was scripted also reality, a, yeah. But there was also a scene where I kind of thought they might play with that more, but didn't. Where uh, the t early kind of in the movie, when she first freaks out at the house. Uh, that she, her and the other girl are sitting in the bathtub together talking. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. later in the movie, when they're watching the reality show, there's two people sitting in the bathtub talking in the same way. Oh, look at all the shit you picked up. When I was like, oh, like they're doing like a weird thing. Like but nothing's then it kind real, of everything's fake. Mm -hmm. But it didn't quite. It, like, it didn't quite go anywhere with that, so I was kind of, uh, I don't know. Well, you know, you were cool. talking in our last review about how we're so trained on how how to behave and mm -hmm. how things should look and how, how things, how, how stories should progress mm -hmm. and what different cues they need to give us. I mean, it could be playing into that, how, like, we're all trained by all these different shows on how to, it's yeah. not just, like, the reviews that we're giving, but just how we interact with each other in regular mm -hmm. life. The kind of fake... Mm -hmm. interactions and and fake reality mm. yeah definitely. so interesting which yeah we're getting a lot of um there was that movie i forget the name of with the guy from stranger things the um the the guy who was a bully but then becomes uh part of the group and he works at the ice cream shop oh uh the guy with the really good hair yeah where there was a movie where he is a alive streamer and he doesn't have any followers or views and he starts like committing crimes and killing people to get more views have sounds you seen that one i have not that sounds great <laughs> and it was a little bit ahead of the curve with these kind of movies because it came out a couple of years ago hmm. but uh and then of course deadstream we've talked about a little bit on previous loved episodes. it that was such a good movie um, you find a reason mm -hmm. to review that mm -hmm. <laughs> that and barbarian of course yeah, <laughs> but where uh, the social media and even a little bit on uh, Gaia, where we, how she was mm -hmm. showing her Instagram to the kid. Oh yeah, in, in, in that movie, uh, where it's more and more. But yeah, no, it's just kind of it makes sense, of course, that movies would start to cover that stuff more in and horror it's, movies. It's kind of a ginormous change to our life, mm -hmm. and it's a very. Uh, I mean, uh, a lot of people mm -hmm. would say there's a for the negative, <laughs> for the worst. So, of course, it's, you know, it's impacted society so much. It should be in movies. Yeah. And also the fact that uh, one of the kind of big obvious messages of this movie uh, that is that, you know, it meet social media influencers and celebrities are generally, like... I, not to be like negative or have shows like, of people that aren't real. Yeah, they tend to like a lot of people who are celebrities and so big social media <laughs> are just not really great people, and they put an image out there of being you know these you know great characters who are like oh like yeah, absolutely thing. but in you know but in reality we don't know them and we don't know what they do in their private lives and.
things come out about people that they're not really mm. that great and do pretty shitty stuff. And so this is definitely, you know, one of the th- themes yeah. of this movie is that even though we like, it's like, we like Sissy because of her outward image, you know? Because, of the, because she's selling, because she's so good at selling that lie, that persona. Yeah. And we bought it up and we mm. ate it up and we bought it. She's attractive. She acts the right way. She she acts sweet. Seems cute and like Mm -hmm. innocent, lovable, and and, yeah. And so we want to be on her side and and root for her and and everything. But at the same time, the movie makes it clear that she isn't really. And and you know, it's interesting that you say that because even to the people that didn't know her, there was something enough off about her that they picked up on it anyway. So, I mean, it's, um, you know, it can be, there's a conversation that could be had too about the, uh, you know, like the, that's how we socialize, right? Is, you know, or how we fit into society is how the, how we present ourselves Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we do our best to, to fit in so that we're not bullied. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then every once in a while, you're just not quite the same as everybody else and people pick up on it right away. But it's definitely not the typical Hollywood. Like you know, again, if tip, if Hollywood was gonna do a more typical Hollywood version of this, she would just be like the blameless victim who yeah. finally snapped. But you know, it's and, uh, that's uh, that's got no flavor to it yeah, anymore. Exactly. I know it's been that's done. Too, I, too you want to see something a little different, something mm-hmm. a little spicier. And uh, that's this movie was just I, I loved it so much. And on top of all of these great things that it does. It's so polished too. It's mm-hmm. such a pretty movie. The production value is through the mm-hmm. fucking roof. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, you know, like the the acting's amazing. The writing's amazing. Like everything about it was really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have to say, like I brought this up in the Discord. Um, <laughs> this movie basically had the ending that I wanted in Scream Four, and there there are there are some parallels here. Um, so. On the screen forefront, you know, one of the killers uh, was doing it to become famous, essentially. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't really play out that way because, uh, you know, they didn't end it where I wanted them to end it. And, you know, there's a whole fight scene and she ends up dying anyway. But besides the point, you know, there's this whole scene in screen four where Jill is uh, trying to hurt herself in order to appear as if she is a victim mm-hmm. in this case. And we have a little bit of this in mm-hmm. Sissy with Cecilia. You know, she, like, has, like, mm-hmm. a, a stick and she like, cuts herself, yeah. like, cuts her arm and she, like, wraps mm-hmm. it up. Uh, which, you know, like, in the Scream franchise, one of the common tropes with the killers is having mm-hmm. the other killer, because there's normally two, uh, basically attack you and, like, slice your like, knife you in, like, the arm, basically, and you bandage it up. It's a clear giveaway in this case. Very similar to what happens in this movie, except, you know, she just goes straight up in this case. But, you know, in in Scream 4, like, I really wanted the movie to end with, like, Jill in the back of the ambulance. She gets everything she wants. The killer gets away. You know, she has, like, this newfound fame behind her because of everything that happened. And she's, like, oh, the sole survivor. And in this movie, they actually went that direction. You know, Stacey survives everything. Sure, she has, like, her one, like, minor wound. But, like, she's a little beat up after she gets, like, her face yeah. punch a shit out of, basically, by, by Emma. 
but you know she still finds her success like she has her 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 uh safety bubble rope mm. that she does she comes out with a new book and by the end of it i just sat there i was like holy shit like this this would have been the perfect way for them to and, like, my only minor complaint about Scream 4. Uh, but, like, to see an action, like, play out in a movie, like, I was so flabbergasted because it is so unlike other, like, horror m- movies where, like, the killer actually gets away mm-hmm. in this. And that does not happen very often. And it, even, like, you know, you might have a few instances, but it's just, like, so few and far between that, like, when it does happen, it really catches you mm-hmm. by surprise. In the yeah, it almost kind of reminds me of uh, the ending of, like, Taxi Driver and also the ending of uh, the... Com- What's the other Scorsese one about the com- uh, comedian? Uh, De Niro plays the struggling comedian who kidnaps... Uh, the guy, um, oh, but basically in both of those Scorsese movies, it's like someone who goes psycho and does all this crazy stuff and then and ends up really, yeah. getting being away with it yeah. and being celebrated and becoming mm-hmm. kind of the hero at the end of the story uh, in that same kind of way where, yeah, it's like, and that's good because, again, it's kind of uh, set. It, they could, like do a sequel where you know other stuff happens and she kind of keeps doing weird because she would though yeah that because i mean the what what's really cool about the development of um or the reveal not the development the reveal of her character is that uh if there's somebody that that feel that threatens her if there's if she feels threatened it she will she will do something about it and it'll look like an accident even to herself and but it, it's it's a behavior that is that was so easy for her mm-hmm. that it's of course she'd do it again so long as the opportunity presented itself mm-hmm. yeah neat super neat <laughs> and she isn't it's like yeah i don't know it's interesting she's not like and they kind of set her up you could almost have it be like this is like the modern like say the jason or Michael Myers, like a new version of yeah. that. Uh, it could go that direction for sure with, if they wanted to kind of do more movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, it's kind of like um, she's kind of like not also not that at the same time because you know she could potentially just sort of live, continue living her life and being a social media influencer and nothing else crazy or or outlandish happens or she doesn't murder anybody else and she just goes on but it feels like uh i don't know like considering the job she would you know like uh okay so she's an influencer she'll probably want to do collaborations with somebody if any of that shit goes sideways if she ends up in a like in an influencer house she's there's a there's a murdering gonna happen (laughs) yeah totally yeah what uh yeah, those houses, exactly. Do, is that a thing anymore? I remember it being a thing a while back. I don't know if they still do that, but it was a thing. It, I mean, it's it still happens. Like, it's more... Oh, God. Like, I'm trying to remember who did it last. Well, mm-hmm. there are, like, stream teams that do it, uh, like, on the Twitch side. Um, It's not yeah. as common in regards to, like, the YouTubers. 
Um, but like it's it's more it's more traditional, I would say, with like esports teams kind of having there was like that, their own uh, house horrible for the game. reality show that I watched just for fun about the TikTok influencer house. Uh, oh man! And I think it's a Netflix series, and uh, it's terrible, but it's also kind of entertaining to watch. But it's that idea of, yeah, just a bunch of influencers living in a mansion and just randomly filming whatever and posting it. But, yeah, she would definitely freak out. Like, if she was on mm-hmm. Big Brother mm-hmm. or, like, a reality show like that or something, she would definitely freak out She'd and kill. start killing people. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a fun twist also just, like, on that idea of, like, you know, like... She's the victim mm-hmm. and she's bullying, but she, then really she's also yeah. actually a crazy person and actually kills people. And so it's just kind of like cool, mm-hmm. you know, good. It, I, those bullying stories where the person is just literally like relentlessly bullied and is a victim yeah. is gets to be just like exhausting now. And it's so, yeah. And like, I just loved how much they played with our emotions too. You know, uh, there were so many... The, the bullying that they showed that she had to withstand, like, uh, it was so, it was really, it was super triggering. <laughs> and I mean, that's not something that you could do very easily. I mean, we just mm-hmm. watched, um, shoot, we just watched the, the, uh, the VHS 99 with the, wait, we're, we're, there was a little bit of bullying in that one with the sorority girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember thinking, that. like, that's chump change. Chump change. Have you seen mm-hmm. Sissy? That's mm-hmm. some bullying. <laughs> But it was so good at like you know bringing those emotions mm-hmm. uh, or relive or at least what for me like I like I, you know it kind of reminded me of you know some bullying and so you you know the how it reminds you how strong those emotions are and while like you know it's not they're not enough to make you kill like mm-hmm. they're kind of, you know they're they're hitting that way mm-hmm. I'm just saying yeah no, no, no I promise not to kill anybody I swear I won't. Or yeah, spade anyone, yeah. even by accident. Or or spade anyone. Now, if I accidentally kill somebody, you guys are totally going to mm-hmm. turn me in, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> aren't you? No, I'm kidding. Well, that depends <laughs> if I'm back to certain. You know, I could just this be like, oh. Also, this is a good. I was thinking when I was watching it that this movie is also a good sort of cautionary tale mm-hmm. against going to like your high school reunion. Because. Uh, yeah. I feel like that is sort of one of the themes of this movie, and as we've kind of talked about a little bit already, but just, yeah, the idea, the whole, like, uh, you may have, like, these kind of nostalgic thoughts yeah, about but don't do past, it. but there's, like, there may, you may run into somebody who, uh, like, didn't like appreciate you in your youth or whatever. I didn't get bullied in high school, but I got bullied in elementary school. And so like all of my feelings were like, you know, they were like the same age in the movie. So yeah, that was. But yeah, just that kind of like, Oh, the rose colored glasses. of like, Oh no, no, it was all cool. It was all good. Yeah. Great movie, man. Great fucking movie. And just move on, move on with your life. Don't worry about the past. (laughs) So do we know, I mean, I didn't have a chance to look up, you know, who the director was and what other shit they've done, because I am really, I'd be really interested in seeing other work mm. from this group, from this group of people, from this crew. Mm. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm pr- I want to say one of the actresses oh, like co-wrote it. it. Okay, hold on. Let me look it. <laughs> let me look it up real quick. Uh, oh, cool. let's see. It was yeah, Emma. It was the, the blonde. Uh, Anna Barlow. So it was yes. So it's Hannah Barlow and Kane. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's like Senes. Uh, but like they both co-directed. Is the other person in the movie or just there? The other. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. Nice. Let me look up uh, Hannah's IMDb. Mm -hmm. See if they've directed anything else. Oh, there's one other movie. Kind of fun to see a female, which is uh, female serial killers or psychopaths portrayed in movies. Like, mm-hmm. there's always like these interesting different takes. Like, you know, for example, like Audition. Mm-hmm. It's another great one. You know, just to try to like mm-hmm. that that different sort of pers- uh, view of ah cool shit. And also, yeah. So the the other movie they did came out in 2017. It's a drama slash comedy, and they both directed. Mm, I only want to see more. <laughs> co-wrote and starred in it. Yeah. Looks oh, like a it's it, it's a road it's a road trip movie. Uh, just, just like at the IMDb, True. but yeah, and, still a fairly new. Uh, you, you were know, saying something. And we're getting co-director more or co-writer, but it's also cool from like women and girls' perspective on this kind of stuff. Uh, where normally it's like. You know, in the old mm-hmm. movies like this, it would be a guy who would be bullied, like uh, the the <laughs> classic uh, that movie with Ron Howard's brother, where he's like a computer. Oh my god, that movie's so fun! What was that called? Uh, um, where he summons the devil with his computer. He is like a, his Commodore yeah. sixty four, and he like and he but, burns down like the his school and like yeah, the chapel like the that is, school. is the military school. Yeah. <laughs> But it, you know, it's usually like it's usually guy, Ron Howard's brother. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's typically like that, mm-hmm. like the guy kind of. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's Carrie, but that's a that's a unique one. But now, yeah, you get movies like this, and also like Neon Demon. Uh, yeah, saw that one. That was good too. <laughs> I I like Neon Demon, but it's so. Um... It, it it's so uh, I don't know what's the word where it's like very vague, not vague, yeah, just kind of very, I don't abstract. Know, yeah, there we go. It's very abstract, and at least this one, like you could really sink your teeth was, into, into sissy. Yeah. Was Neon Demon the one that had like the cupcake at the end? And that's like, the, the Neon Demon got, is like, the one with the supermodels, the right? Window? Yes. <laughs> it's the- and then, like the supermodels, eat I, I, I want to see like that was stay beautiful and radiant. It and has the girl. Uh, I forget the, her name. The blonde girl. The the sister of the other famous. There's two. The sisters. girl from uh, the Great, Catherine the Great, right? Mm-hmm. The that show. I forget her name, but uh, yeah, it was it was good, but mm-hmm. it was again like so abstract and like um, artsy fartsy. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves was in that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, remember he's like the hotel manager. Oh yeah, <laughs> he has a weird role. But yeah, but uh, but yeah, you know, it's yeah, getting different kind of perspective on things, you know. But yeah, no, it was a good movie. Great movie. Yeah, the look of it was really good too. The cinematography and mm-hmm. everything was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shoot, sorry, got something. Oh, and uh, of course, the one that we reviewed recently, the moon. 
Oh, Mona Lisa and the, Lisa the Blood Moon. Moon. Yeah, Blood Moon and that kind Me of thing. Me too. That was Definitely. a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't wait for John oh, to uh, watch Cabinet of Curiosities to see yeah, and Lily Amapur's episode, no. which also has David from the guest in uh, it, who plays yeah, like the the guy shilling the merch. <laughs> The beauty products. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so all in all, Sissy, um, I I don't know where I have it ranked uh, in regards to like the 45 or however many 2022 releases I've seen. Um, I It's pr- probably in my top five, mm-hmm. I would say. Like, I was really impressed with this movie. The mm-hmm. look, how relatable the character was, the slow unravel, the, 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 the kills in the movie was great. Albeit the one on like yeah, one I couldn't little... like suspend my disbelief for with the bathtub, but that's besides the when, point. When I'm, sure, I'm sure everyone when they see that kill, they're gonna be like, ah, I I don't know about that one. Seems a little uh, suspect, but uh, all in all, fantastic movie uh, through and through. So re- really happy that this was on on the docket, and uh, you know, just as a reminder, we are taking Thanksgiving week Ooh. off, so we're next. Uh, recording will be on the 30th uh and we'll have our uh our first like series review we haven't actually done this before uh for the midnight club which is the new mike flanagan uh netflix series which um i don't know if all of us have watched at this point in time but you know we got a couple of weeks until until that uh so let me watch that okay (laughs) I'll binge watch it. Oh wait, yeah. can I can I do I got my notes. <laughs> okay. No, you, you got your notes. Us. Sure. Wait, hold on. Why don't you uh, wrap Holly, things up then? This is John hanging out with us and T. And uh you can catch <laughs> us our videos on YouTube with under handle with scare. We're the uh, the icon with the cartoonish zombie holding the package. We're on Twitter, apparently. Uh we can also reach us at handle with scare pod at gmail.com and yeah that's it yeah we're part of the slashing cast network how about that yeah 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 that is also something that we are at uh but yeah all in all you know winding down new releases uh albeit we will have a few more with the christmas movies coming up um you know, we're we're still trying to figure out like what our December slate is going to be, but like I know there are for sure four <laughs> like Christmas horror movies coming My out. My favorite genre of horror, uh, which is fantastic. Really, re- re- really glad we're getting this. And you know, like I know if you're asking me, like, well, how, how much do you love holiday horror movies? I did Christmas in July on Stream Lounge. <laughs> watched like i don't know like 20 movies during that span <laughs> that were all christmas uh, horror movies so like as soon as we get like new ones out i was like oh yeah like we're we're, we're getting around it's right around the corner we got new ones to watch um you know i i had already posted the the trailers for a couple of new ones that are coming out um some may look better than others but you know regardless there's a lot of like uh, dumb fun flicks that are coming out that I can't wait to check out, can't wait to talk about on the podcast. And I know you guys are all looking forward to uh, Violent Night, uh, which is going to be, which looks, it, it, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to have like super high expectations, but like with the Christmas slashers, 
You know, like, I want to see it. You know, they're like the shark movie. And there better be I don't care suit. how stupid it looks. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fucking watch it. I want you to use you know? a couple of can- uh, <laughs> candy canes to stab people. Maybe a couple of ornaments to smash into people's faces. Mm-hmm. Impaled on some reindeer horns. Yes. <laughs> I want somebody stuck in a fucking chimney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Just like in Gremlins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else do you want? There's going to be lots of gingerbread cookies <laughs> and a drunken uncle. Yeah, there's got to be scary Santa. There's got to be mm-hmm. scary Santa for sure. Oh, and of course, spoiled little children. Mm-hmm. Ungrateful. Get killed. Yeah, ungrateful, <laughs> spoiled mm-hmm. little children. <laughs> mm hmm. But yeah, uh, but yeah, one of them coming up uh, is Christmas, uh, Bloody Christmas. It, the trailer dropped today. I posted it in, in Discord for, for Holly and John. It's from the director of Bliss and VFW, which are both fantastic movies. Which one? I think Bliss, Bliss was like my top rated movie oh, of that okay. year because uh, that was a couple of years ago. Bliss, which is, you know, just uh, drug fueled <laughs> like a rampage. Uh, and VFW yeah. was fantastic too. Uh, you know, great, great neon drench aesthetics. Uh, much like what this movie is is cranking up to be. But yeah, a lot of cool stuff on the docket to to wrap up uh, the year. Uh, so hope you guys come back for those episodes. And uh, you know, like we'll basically have three months worth of twenty twenty two releases, which is a uh, Fairly uncommon for you know what we typically now. do on the show. So good way to <laughs> to cap off the, the year. Releases not that happening. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> not not the happening where nothing really happens <laughs> outside of just meme reactions. All right, let's call it a night. It's been a good show. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Handle with Scare. And again, we'll be off Thanksgiving week. We'll be back on the 30th. Then holiday stuff. Uh, But in the meantime, enjoy your weeks. And uh, we'll see you guys in uh, a week or two. Take care.